bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. It is the bottom line, 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Chris Sneed, Ben Porman behind the glass taking care of us. Uh, you can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, thoughts, comments, questions, all of that. Welcome there. We got this from Team Money 806. How about them Jayhawks? Mm-hmm. They lost 16 to 13. Uh, can we fire Kitley? This is what I want pre and post Kansas game. Okay, you know what? This is this is. <sighs> okay. Yeah. Sure. Let's let's do it. Sure. <laughs> Decided. Uh, I, th- I'm sorry. I mean, I'm I'm just not gonna. You wanted to fire Kitley. You wanted to hire Kitley. You wanted to you wanted to hire uh, um, Sonny Cummy. Then you wanted to fire Sonny Cummy. You wanted to hire so and so. Then you wanted to fire so and so. What are you people going to learn? You can't fire your way to success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you, I'm, I'm sure you got it all figured out in your in your basement playing Xbox with the, the Madden, and you and you run the you you hype your team all the way up to uh to to five star varsity. And and you and then you go out there and you're and you're beating Notre Dame and A and M and everybody with all these teams. He's like, oh, I got it all figured out. I just ran the old, I all run the old X Y Z, blah 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 blah. I got it all figured out on on Xbox. But you never had to actually do it in a game with a game on the line. You're sitting at home. The only guy that's you know the, you know it's like it's like Gus said. I said it this morning on the. Why can't it just be about crappy execution? Because you know what, when, when, you know, you want you want to run the ball more. We ran the ball 31 times with Tosh Brooks on front on Saturday for 133 yards. Ran, ran. I mean, started you're, to run him down into the you're, ground. You ran, you ran the ball. You want to run the ball? You ran the ball. You threw the ball. You threw an interception. How about the crappy execution of our quarterback on that play? Throwing in a triple coverage. What is a guy standing in the middle of the end zone, wide open? No, we can't blame him. Cause that's the guy we wanted. Give me a break, man. It gets old. It gets so old to hear that over and over again. We're gonna fire Kitley. God almighty. Hmm. What do you want? What you want a damn game? Jeez. Uh this on the H Point Center chat line from D-Rock. Fans are like a scared herd animals most day. I hate being associated with the average fan of any sports team. I I, I mean I can't I could not agree with you anymore, D-Rock. I mean it's I just it, it's it gets old. I was I was I mean we won the game. I was jumping up and down in Athens, Georgia. I'm jumping up and down. My my crew chief's giggling at me. Mm-hmm. We just won the we just won it. We were on the road against a ranked team and won. In in a moment you got down. I mean you you they came back. You got up. They came back. You you won the game. Mm-hmm. And and yet where <laughs> can't we? God Almighty, must be miserable to be related to you. I mean, you're. I mean, good God, Jesus. Is there anything you can do that makes? Good Lord. Hey, enjoy the victory, man. We we the 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 ink wasn't even dry on the on the and the on the game notes yet, and we're we gonna do? And heaven forbid, nothing wears me out more 
than I'm rewatch the game. Here's my thoughts, guy. <laughs> unless you're getting paid to write an article about it, unless you're unless you are uh, in in it, unless you are one of those people you're writing a blog about it. I don't give a damn what you saw and your thoughts about it. Okay, dude. Here's maybe much that. Good God. One, why are you rewatching the game? Okay, two, when you're rewatching the game, why are you taking notes? And three, after you take those notes, why in the hell are you just sharing that with anybody? Because nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Hey, hey, get on Tinder or something. Find a date. Go do something different, man. So I, Jiminy <sighs> sakes. And if this is, if this offends you, I don't care. I think it's interesting because we no one has been excited about the offense this year, right? We're aware, and yet you're five and five with a chance to go get bowl eligible in a, in a time when your quarterbacks, your quarter, your number one quarterback is injured. Mm-hmm. Your defense, your your receivers can't get any separation. Your defense is kind of underachieved a little bit, but they played mm-hmm. well enough to keep you in a lot of games. Your offensive line has been a sieve most days and suspect on other days, and yet you're still five and five with a team you can beat to get bowl eligible coming to town in a in a year that we would all say sucked mm-hmm. and you still have a chance to be eligible but all we can gripe about is oh we can't we can't we well here, here's because here's my question right like has the has the execution been perfect absolutely not i mean do i think kitley is blameless in the offense no but the the fire kitley thing this is what i don't understand is what does that solve Tell me, what, tell me what that Nothing. fixes. Because what you get is a less experienced guy calling plays, calling plays. Mm-hmm. And guess what? And also, like, like you, you go through those two things, and also all of the injuries that you've gone through at a pretty important position. Yeah, that's going to bring some of those numbers down. The the let's just get rid of them right now. I just don't understand because that just that solves nothing. Nothing. That, that makes nothing better. Doesn't solve a thing. That makes nothing better. Um, and and the uh, well, he didn't score last year too. You're third in the conference. You're third in the conference in scoring. <laughs> oh, but don't let those facts get in the way of your garbage argument. Yeah. No, his, I'm, and I'm not trying to I'm cover. Talking, I'm talking. Sure, I'm not trying to cover for this year because I, I mean, I get it. It has not been. It's been far from perfect. No. But that solves nothing. Well, I mean, here's these same fans that are saying all these things. When you look at the text line, and and yeah, we could go back to the chat line and look at the history of what she said. Guys, by the way, all you guys that are pretty, we're going to go 11 and 2. We're going to go 9 and 3. We're going to do all these things. We're going to do all these things. And the first time something doesn't go the way you expected, the hype that you brought, you built up yourself, now you want to fire a whole world. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line from Steven. I turned the play by play volume down. Fox announcers are a possum hair better than Mr. Mouse. Was a good possum reference mm. in there. Uh, Bradley could have screwed us. Why didn't he get out of bounds and give us time for two plays instead of a wide field goal? Uh, we have missed before. I asked that question myself. Yeah, but since we're not blaming the players, it's always the it's always the. I'm gonna I say blame Zach Kitley. <laughs> Uh, this is from Christo Sneed. What's your thought on the halfback pass by Kansas? I think it should have been <laughs> offensive pass interference. The tight end grabbed our corner, preventing him from intercepting the pass. There's a little bit of that, but that was more mutual hand 
uh, combat there. And I'm I'm not I'm I'm not arguing that oh those no wasn't an offensive pass interference. Would you argue that it helped you because if it is, then you run another play and you wind the clock down that much more and maybe give them a I mean a better chance. And although on the other side it pushes them back, that field goal unit has been shaky. So I see an, uh, I'm I'm not arguing for whether it was or it wasn't. That's but, not I mean it works out in your favor in that's the end. That's a that's a game-changing call that you you want there to be. Does he does he push a little bit? Yeah, there's not enough to throw a flag in that situation. I mean, mm-hmm. you're changing the game. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that got asked because I I did wonder on that because to me it looked it looked I mean Casey Casey was awful handsy. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. But uh, this from Shelly Ranton Sneed, let's go. Uh, Kitley can't score in the second half two years in a row. Mm. We forget about the Oklahoma game from last year. I forgot. Was Kitley snapping the ball? Was he receiving the snap? Or was he running the ball between the tackles? Which of those was he doing that day? (laughs) Was he he the receiver on that play? Was he the X, the Y, or the Z? I I just want to know because if we're going to place the blame on him, I want to know which position he was playing. Mm -hmm. In the game that you won. By the way, uh, this on the chat line with Michigan, Mississippi State, A and M stories. There would be enough content for a full show, but with all the tech success, Cowboys, Texans wins this weekend as well. There's not enough time to give it, uh, give any of it justice. This was a full, like a full weekend. Did you know that that Texas Tech had an immaculate week? Yeah. Texas Tech hasn't lost a game on the court, field, pitch, or diamond since, like, middle of last week and it's, in any sport. What's really impressive is in the middle of that, you have the softball news last week, number yeah. two class, um, and then you have some you have some of the games that you maybe label not as important where it's early season basketball games, but then you have an NCAA tournament game that lets you, by the way, stay at home. Again, now that Texas Tech soccer takes on Princeton, and then you have a game there in Lawrence where you grind out a win, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I mean, you and I both talked about this. Essentially, kept your bowl hopes alive, and we're not the only ones that think this way. But you lose that game in Lawrence. I I went. I sat well, here on was it was it Wednesday and said you're not going to win this game. Yeah, tea times. I, I tea said, times. If you I didn't. said it. Uh, this. On the eighth flooring center chat line, it was a great win. Back with more next. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Plenty of thoughts and comments rolling on the eighth floor center chat line. Keep them coming. We'll get to as many as we can. Clint Scott, Chris Need, Ben Foreman. It is the Bottom Line on 100.7 The Score. Uh, I'll tell you what. We'll go back to the chat line here in just a second. Let's go right to a play of the day. A little ghost screen. Comes over to the right side. Steps into the right corner for three. He got it. Pop Isaacs got it to roll in. Tassant just got the three. He's going to dart down the right side of the key. Throw it up. Layup good. Count the basket. He's fouled. Just goes to that left side. Probing, probing. Stripped and stolen. That was McMillan who took it away and got it to Pop Isaacs. Isaac's left wing, left corner three, Darian Williams, bang! Guns up three ball! There you go, nice little montage of your win over San Jose State. Speaking of grinding out a win. Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, and yeah, that, 
That's funny. You know, a week ago we were gonna go, we were gonna go uh, thirty thirty four and zero, and uh, and now we're we're lucky to well qualify for the Big Twelve tournament. You you win fifty six to forty two against the San Jose State team, who was not a tournament team last year, but that was of your non conference teams you'll play at home. Mm-hmm. They beat tournament teams in the in the Mountain West last year. They mm-hmm. returned a bunch of production of teams that you will see at home that don't have a Big Twelve logo in front of them. Mm-hmm. That's by far the toughest. There's some chemistry things there. You couldn't, I mean, hit the broadside of a barn on <laughs> yesterday. And found a way to win. Um, right now, are you going to put that in the win hall of fame? Yeah. No. You know what you are going to put it in the win column. Yes. And that's and and I, I like you look at like Devin Cambridge, who in the first game felt like he was trying to find his place on the court. Two points leads you in scoring with fifteen. I thought showed a great capability of cutting. When Pop Isaacs, the best thing I saw from Pop Isaacs on Sunday was it seemed like at a certain point, like he just realized it wasn't his night, but he didn't just fade out of the game. Like he started to facilitate some offense, mm-hmm. found some guys. I, I, I you know, <laughs> not going to sit here and go, boy, I love the result of the game because that basketball game was ugly, but I love that you won. Uh, and then you show on an 18-2 to two run that at any point in time, you could turn it on. Now, is that going – like, if you play the same game when you face, like, a Houston or Baylor, mm. probably not going to go your way. But for year one – I'm sure that they all know that. That too. could have been worse. You think that they know that? Yeah. I'm pretty sure they know that. You could have been Oklahoma State. Uh, you could have been Michigan State. Michigan you State. Could, you could have – You could have – I mean, you could have lost this game, which would yeah. have been way worse. Um, but – You didn't. You didn't. So – there you go. A little uh, montage there from Ben. Good job. So, unofficial tell me I'm wrong statement. Mm. I predicted before the season started that not a single player on this roster is capable of racking up 15 points. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Oh, well. A- a- ever in a game? Ever? Ever in a game. Well, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you already had Isaacs. Who? I mean, who went? Wait. <laughs> who did? And then, I mean, I still need a, I, I need a roster. Yeah, well, um, yeah, wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're uh, wrong. This on the chat line, mm-hmm. Cliff and Aggie Land. He brought him a Heisman. This <laughs> Texas A&M coaching search is going to be just so so much fun to watch. Like, who? I, how, what do you do? Because you're just coming off a contract, and I know that there's an extension involved, but where you put a lot of money, a lot of market setting money along with Michigan State, LSU, and USC, what they did with their coaching hires, that, like, now you have a precedent of, like, okay, well, they got the money. So are you going after, like, hey, Lane Kiffin, you want to come over here? We got better resources than Ole Miss. Or are you going, like, do the- hey, hey, Jeff Trailer, we want to try something different because we don't have to pay you as much. Like, what, what's what angles here? Because are you I, buying uh, an established coach, guy, like an up-and-comer, or? I officially have no comment. Sorry, I know, I'm just, I know you have no comment. I'll, I'll say for me who has however, a, not even a however, comment, I just have a question. While I have no comment, I am going to watch with great anticipation. Yeah. they sh- You know who they should go get? I have no comment. Hire Dion. <laughs> just kidding. We've seen like Mike Norvell's name be thrown out. And so, I'm coming. I'm coming. Yeah. I, 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 it I'm is, coming. 
you haven't even gotten to the the and I I know that over there they have their they have their list of candidates, but you I don't think as far as I've seen you haven't seen like the official like this is what Texas A&M is thinking, this is who they're going after type of list and it's just names of like could be's. Mm. Um I mean, I've seen Lance Leipold's name <laughs> thrown out. I, it is you're at the point where a major program that has a lot of money that's had one of the worst coaching failures of all time when you do the contract numbers in there and you're paying him $77 million now till 2031 uh, with that $77 million total. And now you're going, all right, who's next? <laughs> you know you can recruit there. You know NIL's strong. Uh, you know that they have a brand. You know they have weird milkmen doing midnight yells. Like what? What's the angle now? Because you see in coaching, a lot of times, what do you do with with new coaching hires? You do the opposite of what you just did, for the most part. And if you're Texas A&M, you got a lot of money to throw around. So how interesting is it? Like, are you going after a Florida State coach for the second time? And is that enough for him to say yes? Or Lane Kiffin, is he going to stay in conference? Uh, and just from a resources angle, make a quote-unquote, step up in the conference. I've seen Eli Drinkowitz over at Missouri. I hope that happens. I hope he goes, and then I hope it crashes and burns. That would destroy two programs. Please. Please. That would be awesome. I officially have no comment. You have no comment. That's all I'll say. Sorry. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. If you're going to get mad, don't read them. The chat line is very stupid. Oh, I'm not mad. I just, you know, you get to a point where you... You have to you have to call out the the lunacy of it. Mm-hmm. You I mean because this is not the first time we've gotten we've seen stuff like this. I mean, at some point, I mean, where is it that you just stop enjoying? I, I mean, I go on the road every week to a to a site, and I mean, this was the first game I've got to see start to finish all year. Because my game was at night and this was at 11 a.m., I've got to see a, the first quarter, maybe the fourth quarter, you know, maybe a random. And we've got fans that that just get to see the whole thing, and they just spend their time being miserable about it the entire. And I was like, "Good God, how do you? If it's not fun to watch the team, then don't watch." Mm-hmm. Some of these people that just you know. I mean, I mean, I get it. That's their life, a message board life. But I mean, dude, I mean, seriously, man. Maybe, maybe Tinder. I mean, maybe, maybe <laughs> go on a date. You know, maybe. I mean, take up a, another so, hobby. So I have more yeses out there. I mean, I mean, I'm just. Some of you people just sound like you're just absolutely miserable to be around every day. I mean, and I think and if, I, I don't I don't get the the whole idea of you you can watch your team go on the road and play a, a, a ranked team on the road where you haven't where you haven't played well where you haven't played with, undermanned undermanned and you pull out a win and you criticize it. Mm-hmm. I mean. I was, I mean, I was jumping up and down. I don't care how you won. You know what happens? If you go, if you win 16, 13, 12 times, you know what you're doing? Going to the playoffs. Going to the playoffs. TCU showed you that because it's 
Exactly. Like what it felt like they did. Exactly. You go to the playoff. Um, I mean, but I'll say this last thing right here. This team, that 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 program over there at the corner of, of Fourth and University, right there, is not good enough at any level right now to be worried about style points. Mm-hmm. Oh and, no, and I don't, no doubt. I don't, I don't. There is no. There's no world right now that any any. Any anybody in that building should be worried about style points. We didn't win by enough. We look terrible doing it. Well, yeah, but you get the win, right? Because there's a win, loss, tie. There's no column that says one, but you look crappy doing it. Mm-hmm. I do think it, it, it's interesting because it's the other side is I haven't seen just and, and maybe it's out there and, and I'm just blind to it. I haven't seen a lot of the other side. Like what a job by the defense and Ruder. And I don't care. If Bean went out of the game or not, you stopped one of the best offenses in the country at home where they have been much better. And by the way, the freshman quarterback came in. He didn't light it up, but he was stable, which was interesting because I just wasn't expecting it. And you held him to 13 points. Three red zone trips, six points. That's incredible. That is incredible. A goal line stand? Are you kidding me? Oof. When we come back, it's Kaylee's Dailies and more of your thoughts and comments. We'll get to all of it. It's the bottom line, 100.7, the score. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7, the score. It is the bottom line, 100.7, the score, and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Chris Sneed, Ben Poorman. Uh, let's go to a Monday edition of Kaylee's Dailies. Coco! The sound of the blue chicken. Mm. The uh, buckled, buckled shoe wearing blue it's chicken. Th- it's almost Thanksgiving. It's, it's their a, time it's for their time. shoes. They need a little pilgrimage. It is his time. time. His time. Uh... <laughs> ben <laughs> Clint <laughs> Okay Clint's over there Don't encourage him <laughs> Alright um, What is more intimidating Than a porcupine A porcupine That lives on the ground Ooh Um can I go with my go-to of a crocodile? No. How about one a porcupine that lives in a tree? <laughs> Air quills. <laughs> uh, that is exactly what you get in the prehensile-tailed porcupine. Prehensile. One of the 12 species of porcupine found throughout the world. The prehensile-tailed porcupines can be found in South America, and they spend most of their lives high up in trees, eating leaves, fruits, and nuts. You may recall that the porcupines are rodents. Mm-hmm. You recall that? Mm-hmm, I do. Okay. Uh, and they possess strong front teeth that actually never stop growing. Mm. So to prevent, prevent overgrowth, porcupines often saw down their front teeth chewing on bark and other hard foods. Hey, man, you going to finish that rock? <laughs> I wasn't eating it, but sure, you can have it. 
Prehensile-tailed porcupines are able to live in their arboreal environs. Environs. Uh, horse name. <laughs> <laughs> By utilizing their strong tails to wrap around tree branches as they climb to support their body weight. Wow. They also take advantage of their laws, large claws to grip as they climb. Although prehensile-tailed porcupines are typically solitary, a group of porcupines is also known as a... Oh! Prickle. I, a prickle. A prickle. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't remember what it was. I knew that one. A prickle is what our textures are. <laughs> they, are they are they are a group of porcupines. A prickle. There we go. <laughs> the prehensiled... Tailed. Tailed porcupine. All right. Or is it, I, I, I don't know if I put the right emphasis on the right syllables there. Uh, so um, I said prehensile. It could be prehensile or prehensile. I don't know. Kaylee could, uh, she didn't She didn't give me a pronunciation guide, so I went with prehensile. It could be prehensile. Prehensile. Keep going. See Pre- how many guesses you can have. Prehensile. 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 <laughs> Fragile. It's Italian. <laughs> uh, this on the Yates Boring Center chat line from T Money 806. Uh, 806. Sneed, go have your knee rubbed and let us be miserable with the win. LOL. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't need my knee rubbed. I need my back rubbed. And you should never be miserable with any wins. Like I just said, that team's not good enough for us to be critiquing wins. Take every win as a win. Jump up and down. Hug your wife. Mm-hmm. You know, hug your dog. Kiss your kids. Go get ice cream. Be happy. You're mm-hmm. five and five. You are, a, you are an ugly 16-13 win away from going to a bowl game. How about that? Yeah. How, what is, what's wrong with us? This uh, on the Yates Fuller Center chat line, which is perfect little segue. We're not allowed to be frustrated with certain aspects, even while excited about the win. I think you're you're calling out the what you've been calling, or at least what I think is like the the, the people that I on Saturday that you would have thought that they lost the game. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. Do I wish that we had run for 250 yards and thrown for another 450? Do I wish that we had not thrown any interceptions? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, we got the dub, man. You know, you know who should be pissed right now? Kansas. Because we rolled up there with our our, our can't-get-it-more-than-20-yards-downfield quarterback, our no-separation receivers, our tired running back, our halfway-sieve defense for most of the game, and won. And won. And they're like, how the hell do we lose to these guys? That's what that's what they should all be saying. How the hell do we lose to these guys? And they, I saw plenty of it. As I, I was telling you in the break, I see both. Both sides with where I'm at. The funniest interaction I saw, though, from from uh, Kansas Twitter on Saturday was, how did we lose to this garbage Texas Tech program? And a person responded to that, dude, that coach put Patrick Mahomes in the NFL. Um, and someone, the next person went, no, it wasn't. That was well. Not well. Dang it. <laughs> got worse and worse. And I was like, they're new to football. It's okay. Those fans, they're new to football over there. They didn't know it. They didn't even know what that giant field was used for. It's been like a tombstone since 2008. I mean, just, I'm, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I mean, it's I not just, worth yeah, it. I just, uh, I just, just celebrate success, man. Celebrate wins. Uh, this on the Yates Full Learning Center chat line. You still have players on the team that got the last coach fired. 
do you think that they're trying to get this coach fired? No, 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 no not oh. like like I mean, with I think he's saying with no, there, there's I, pl- I, the, the I, roster yeah. has this has not been overturned fully. I mean, um, yeah. with with all of McGuire's recruits, all of the guys that this staff wants, yeah, and is after, which saw it's, a ton. By the way, saw saw a ton of uh, pretty big name recruits that are on your list. Uh, reported that they will are planning yeah. on signing in By December, way, being early and enrollees. Being early enrollees. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this on the H. Flooring Center chat line from Panhandle Raider, whomever just set up Sneed for a rant. Thank you. It's awesome. Bullfighter said, fire Clint. He's the reason for the offensive woes. <laughs> uh, it's obviously Kitley. Mm. I just, I just, and I was thinking, like, you have things to fix. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, no doubt. I'm not. There's, don't argue that at all. Yeah, there is, there is nothing in the world that says you don't have things to fix right now. But I mean, come on, man. After a win, really? Mm-hmm. Gosh, Almighty! I mean, it's, dude. This from Tyler. <laughs> Honest ref question. Mm-hmm. It looked like. They Wait don't... a second. Hold on. If you're about to ask me if did, did was. The Big 12 trying to screw Tech in this game? No. Okay, all it's right. Not that. Uh, it looked like they didn't want to call defensive oh. holding in the secondary and instead oh. called pass interference oh. multiple times. Is there a reason why they don't call holding anymore? Okay, here's the deal. Defensive holding occurs when there is a restriction in the, in the secondary of, uh, by a defensive back on an re- eligible receiver and the quarterback is still holding the ball. Once the quarterback throws the ball, if if this is this is the process that the the two step process they go through, they look. It's actually a, it's a three step process, but I'll have to expand the next one. If they see that action, a hold, grab, a yank, a pull, a turn, and they look it back like a bop it. Well, we know. <laughs> and they look back, and the quarterback is still holding the ball. They would throw their flag, and you'd have a defensive hold. Twist it. No. If any of those oh, things occur after the ball is thrown, it becomes pass interference. Now, here's the other part of that deal. The the field judge, back judge, and side judge will all look, and they, they cut the field into thirds. If that action happens in their third of the field or in another third of the field that prevents it from coming into their third of the field, they will throw their flag. If it happens in the opposite third, they're not going to throw their flag over there. Because mm-hmm. the ball gets thrown over there, and it happens in this third over here, and in the action happens over here, they're not going to throw it. Because has no material effect on the play, so yes, you probably saw a defensive hold in the secondary, and they didn't throw the ball to that side of the field, mm-hmm. or you saw a pass interference happen on that side of the field and didn't happen on that the ball didn't get thrown over there, so I'm not going to call it. So there's your honest ref answer to your honest ref question. Uh, this on the H flooring center chat line Sneed's on fire. Thank you, Sneed. Uh, I mean, I don't want to be on fire. I love my tech fans. I just want my tech fans to love winning. And, you know, don't – we get to a point where we hate losing more than we love winning, so all you focus on is the losing part of it. And, yes, I hate to lose too, but I love winning way more than I hate losing. And so if, you, if you've if you lost for a long time, you hate losing and you get mad about it every time, and you get that here we go again, and if it doesn't happen like that, be happy for the win, man. I, you couldn't knock the smile off my face with a howitzer on Saturday, man. <laughs> I mean, jeez. Bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. 
Welcome back to the bottom line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Josh Popple, Ben Porman behind the glass. You can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, reactions, all of that welcome there. We will have a question of the day here momentarily. Uh, we got this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, Deshaun Watson is calling in with some massage contacts for Sneed. Oh. Yeah, don't go with those ones. Uh, Mike said, go tech with the uh, the masked possum. Heck yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> How much have you... Uh, I see everyone. This is not a knock by sure. by any means. Because I think they're most of them are hilarious. Just because <laughs> AI just does what it does what it wants. H- have you messed with like your own AI images of any of any like sort? Like oh, put, I put this in, and this is the image it gave me. Um, I did at the very beginning. I don't think not with Bard, or Bard's not a uh, dinner with Stable Diffusion. I did, mm-hmm. uh, but not with um, probably not for a. F- I haven't. Recently, things I'm, I'm trying. I, I don't. I can't remember the syntax of this sentence. Uh, a few months ago would be the earliest, or the earliest that I have, or latest that I have. Sir, I didn't know that was oh. like put a landmine. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's just how to phrase my answer yeah. that in, that is correct because I have done it. Yeah, uh, it just wasn't recent. Gotcha. Gotcha. I think. I put uh, "Show me Godzilla as a door-to-door salesman" as the one I, I, I remember the most. That's my like. That's that's the stuff that I love. It's like you can put in the weirdest thing you yeah. can think of, and it'll be like, "Oh, this is probably what it would look like." <laughs> it was good, and then, you, it, and it then you sit there at half the time, and you're probably like, "You know, I wasn't expecting that, but I kind of see it." So mm-hmm. good job, AI. <laughs> that's funny. Have you? No, not really. Oh, okay. Not really. If I started, no one would ever see me again. Because I would just be putting in, like, things like that just to see what it would look like. Yeah, I get that. I'm not about posting it because I do understand the whole artist, um, like, using their work without permission, all that kind of stuff. But for just having fun, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to not see Godzilla as a door-to-door salesman. Right. So. Were you pleased with the outcome? I was. Yeah. Yeah. I think the way it sounds, at least the ones that are out now are much better than when I was doing it, but uh, just more have come out since then. Mm-hmm. But it, even with the result I had, it was like blurry. You're like and, an AI hipster. Or I, like, yeah, I guess. Or like, uh, you know, back in my day when I used AI, <laughs> oh, we had no. to generate appeal <laughs> both ways and there was snow and we didn't have shoes like. That's you. Yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> Except um, the only reason I haven't is just because I have mostly forgot about it. <laughs> not because I refuse to. Uh, all right. <laughs> Let's go from uh, there to a question of the day, shall we? Okay. Time now for Jamie's question of the day. Brought to you by someone not named Jamie. Right, so we, we've talked about this a little bit. It okay. has been uh, an outstanding week of mm-hmm. Texas Tech Athletics. Uh, just a ton of success. I do want to look specifically at the weekend. So you have, you know, of course, a Texas Tech football win, a men's basketball win, a Lady Raider basketball win, uh, Texas Tech soccer 
with a NCAA tournament round one win. Volleyball swept West Virginia going into it. And then if you want to go to the professional side, I understand we're not all fans of these teams, but you have the uh, the Cowboy win. You have the uh, Texans win. Uh, you I'll even go to the NBA. Heck, you have two Mavericks wins, two Rockets wins. Sorry again, Ben. Uh, don't look at San Antonio. Uh, they were outside <laughs> factor. Stars had two wins. Oh, snap. Uh, what was the best moment to you, your favorite, not the best, I'll reward it. What was your favorite moment of the area's sports weekend? Whoa. What did you enjoy the most? What did I enjoy most for the weekend? This is a tough, hard-hitting question. Uh, I think, actually, the, the my favorite moment is uh, walking in today. And I'm, I listen to, I don't listen to all the shows like completely, but I, you know, mm-hmm. catch bits here and there, but I didn't realize that it was such a good week for Texas tech sports mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, when people start lift, listing off how many, mm-hmm. uh, like how it has gone. And like Texas I said, tech by the way, athletics. this, yeah, this dates back to well before the weekend. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean. Exactly. So like my like my moment is re- is that realization that, you know, all these games have been won by all these different teams, all these different sports and stuff like that. It's like, hey, that's about as good as you can ask for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, can we just do this all the time? Come on, yeah. everybody. Hands up. It, that does <laughs> because that does feel like a cop out. Definitely my favorite win is is I mean, you ask for you could ask for a Texas Tech football win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, every week because it's what most people are going to be upset about if they lose. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, realizing how thing how well things have gone for Tech this week, um, week and a half, whatever, um, is good. That was my favorite moment. Okay, Ben. So, from a competitive standpoint, I'm gonna have to go with the victory over the Jayhawks for Red Raider football. I'm not gonna say the Cowboys because that win was just blatant you should win against the Giants if you don't you need a new play caller at minimum if not an overhaul of your entire organization well I don't if you would have lost I don't know about that at least it's a new hard play to win caller. in the NFL it's hard to win in the NFL and we see teams lose we saw it on Sunday we see teams lose to teams they shouldn't Dallas all is all the time. Dallas has kind of already had one of those though with mm-hmm. the, That's true with the Cardinals. Yeah. But it wouldn't have made it less frustrating though. It would have made, it would have been very frustrating. Um but yeah, that uh Boy, could you, like the and no one cares, right? Especially around here if you're, if you're what, like 90% Dallas Cowboys fans? Is that too high of a percentage? You I don't think, think of so. like our listeners. Um Obviously, no one cares about the turmoil that the Giants have went in, but that was like you pay your quarterback right, and you're feeling good about going to the playoffs, and um, you're a, a conversation piece again in the NFL, and you're you're doing the talk like, hey, can this team take that next step? And the next step for them would be competing in the division, and instead, <laughs> it's gone way the other direction yeah. and have just been now you're a doormat at least this year um in the division and just and and then and on top of it you've gone through what two quarterbacks and you have Tommy DeVito yeah not good yeah woof 
Um, I think I'm going to go I because I, I, I'm not disagreeing with football of it being kind because you know yeah I I get it and especially and, with with them needing a win and it's ranked and it's yeah. on the road um I think I'm gonna go tech soccer though yeah I, and I to clarify mine I like I always have to kind of preface this because I don't I I'm not like you know first eyes on absolutely everything keeping up with everything but mm-hmm. uh hearing how well tech soccer has done mm-hmm. is well, yeah, because you go into it, right, and you have a program best seeding, right? You're a two mm-hmm. seed, um, and it wouldn't have been like, ah, oh, forget all the success from this year if you had been, like, upset or sure. something. Um, but you do get a win, and, you know, hopefully you get – well, I mean, hopefully you win the whole thing, but mm-hmm. especially from the availability of being able to go to the John Walker – and go, you know, support your team. Getting to now a chance to do that again. Princeton coming into town. Not an unfamiliar opponent, but you played them there at the Walker in 2018, I think, as well. If I have that right. Um, so, I'll go with, I'll go, yeah, I think I'll go yeah. with the Tech Soccer. That's one. A good so, one. Uh, let us know what you think on the H. Florence Center chat line. Give us your uh, favorite parts of the sporting weekend. And it doesn't even have to be from that group. If you have someone else that you're a fan of and you would just like to... Give them their praises, their hurrahs and huzzahs. Packers lost, as expected. You guys going to get a quarterback again? <laughs> I asked that because you've been so you've been so quarterback wealthy forever. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was rude. That was rude. It's the bottom line of 100.7 the score. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It's time for Tell Me I'm Wrong. I have it today. Okay. Clint Scott, right. Josh Voppel, Ben Foreman behind the glass. It is that time of day where uh, we throw out a statement and then uh, whatever you're reacting to it. I mean, whether you think I'm right, I'm wrong, crazy, insane, just a little bit off, a lot of bit off. Totally up to you. I'm going to use that verbiage just too, a lot of bit off. A lot of bit off. Just uh, look in your heart. That's what I would say. Be honest with yourself. You have to be honest with yourself before you can be honest with someone else. Dr. Filled! I assume he said that before. That's what <laughs> At I- some point in time. <laughs> Gotta be honest with yourself. I don't that was more Bill Clinton that than it was. Real quick. <laughs> that was more Bill Clinton than it was Dr. Phil. I can honestly say I've never tried to sound like Dr. Phil yeah, until just now. I can tell. <laughs> that was really funny. I did not counsel that woman. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I want to go to... <laughs> you can try. That was stupid. I want to go to Texas Tech's win over Kansas. Okay. Um, anytime, especially like anytime you like win a close game like that that goes down to the wire, whether there's like walk off style, which just wasn't a pure walk off. I know there's three seconds left after the kick, but anytime you have that like game winning play, and you're in that sort of ball game, 
you're going to have a lot of situations that you've won that you can go back and circle to. Like, this was a big one, this was a big one, this was a big one. Whether it's from the defense, offense, special teams, right? So this one, I'm I'm very curious because there's a lot to pick from in this game. I'm curious if you'll agree with me or tell me I'm wrong. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you that the most important situation that Texas Tech won against Kansas on Saturday was the fourth down stop in the first half at their one-yard line. So this is following the 98-yard drive. Um, and here's what. First, I, I think it's important because obviously this is a 7 or nothing situation for Kansas, right, when they decide they're going to go for it. Play's blown up. Uh, Jalen Hutchings, I believe, blew that play up. I don't remember, but... Anyways, bl- blown up there, and they get a 6- or 7-yard loss. Um, for Kansas, it was a chance to steal momentum. Who had none, none in that entire first half, just absolutely suffocated. Um, and, and this is coming off of your first offensive mistake, um, where you throw it into double coverage there at your own goal line, about 30 yards out. It was Cole Ballard, their backup quarterback, uh, his first full drive replacing Jason Bean. And he's starting in the shadow of his own end zone. Right. Um, and, you know, watching, like, if you're, if you're going to crumble as a true freshman, this would probably be the time to yeah. do it. Uh, and instead, they drive it all the way down the field. They're looking to make it 10-7. to It'll be about three minutes left there in the second quarter. Um, and then on top of it, being or not, the Jayhawks haven't been shut out in a half all year. Oh, wow. Um, looks like they're going to avoid it. And instead, you foreshadowed uh, what was to come uh, later on in the in the game, and, and I I know that eventually they did find some momentum and they come all the way back to tie it. So again, I I know that there's going to be a lot of moments that you can circle in this, but I still think I think the biggest situation that Texas Tech won was giving this gut punch to Kansas towards the end of the half. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong because when the question came up like that as most important moment or whatever, that's Mm -hmm. exactly what came up in my head is that fourth down stop. Uh, And that was off of the interception, right? The, the, the drive. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. Cause if they would have gotten, if, if they would have scored there, Mm -hmm. uh, it, I think it sets a different tone. The game might go in a different direction. I don't know how much in a, how, far in a different direction it would have gone mm-hmm. but at that point they're on the board mm-hmm. and the the fact that you're able to hold them until um i don't know when i can't remember when kansas actually scored but mm-hmm. uh holding them there absolutely game changing absolutely I, important i think it was important too because one obviously it keeps seven off of the scoreboard it keeps it to none Uh, On top of it, the way you did it, you got it away from your own. I mean, I know it's not like all of a sudden you're on the 50-yard line, Mm -hmm. um, but you're not starting at the one-yard line. Uh, And the other side of that, too, is I think that affected how they approached uh, within the five over those two drives that they settled for field goals. And they 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 were not executed, didn't, like, love the play calls for them, but... I think that dates back to this because they went, boy, we, you, and, and it was a, you go to a third and one, right? 
and you stuff high shaw on top of it so there's like seed of doubt number one and then you just crush them up for yeah. down. Like, didn't the, have a chance. I don't know how many rushers they, they sent, but it looked like they sent the house. It And just destroyed a pretty good offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that there's, like, layers to it of, of why past just like, oh, well, they got a fourth down stop and didn't allow points, which is a big part of it. Um, but I think it did so much to kind of help define what that – with the, I guess the game story ended up being. Yeah. Ben, sorry. yeah, I absolutely agree. I, I, I don't think you're wrong. I'm gonna say the same thing. I feel like this Deruder defense is predicated by the pressure it brings with your front seven, or like that play in particular where you brought the house everywhere, including with defensive backs. I believe that was Braylon Lux who made the stop. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, uh, Bullfighter said Lux, Ramirez, and Hutch blew up. There were nice. several okay. there. I, yeah, I couldn't remember who led the original charge. He was but surrounded. It was yeah. 85 Bears 46 style mm-hmm. kind of pressure. But, yeah. I, I Yeah. That was probably the most important, uh, I mean, you could say play, I mm-hmm. guess. Not just, like, situation with those, with, with those four downs mm-hmm. in uh, goal line territory. But... I mean, yeah, probably the singular most important play of the of the game. And it looked like like they had started to find a way to change because they had up until they got within the five yard line. Um, it looked like they had found a way not to own the line of scrimmage because they weren't doing that, but to find some form of life of getting movement on the uh, on the uh, line of scrimmage. And then as soon as they ran the, you know, whatever it was, seven, eight yard run to get to the two yard, two, or I guess one yard line, one of those felt, to me, it felt like, okay, they're going to run another play. One of those moments where it's just like, that was just cake easy to get on the next play. And then twice you just, or the first time you stuffed it. And then the second time you obliterated, <laughs> like it just yeah. demolished that play. Uh, this on the Age Flooring Center chat line from Bullfighter as well. Yeah, dude, let's do it. <laughs> Clint as the rider and me saving his butt from taking a hooking. <laughs> I How about it, Clint? don't know if I want to be... Well, you know who, who like, legitimately, who wants to ride a bull again? Because I keep hearing him like, I kind of want to do it again. It's choice. I think, he's, I think he said that on the end of the bench over the air that he wants to do it again. So it seems like you like the stars are aligning here. Like I'm just reaching to the wrong person. Yeah. Us. Yeah. All right. We'll uh, throw some things about. See what comes out. I do have the question in this <laughs> bull riding, bull fighting music sure. video. That's obvious. Like it's it's too much in motion. Like you just can't stop yeah, it. Right. Okay. It's too much yeah. momentum. Can I be the man in the can? The man in the can. Yeah. <laughs> It was one of my dreams growing up. I always wanted to, to be do the that. man in the can. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'd have to get a really large can. Yeah, let's do it, Clint. Why Sweet, not? it's happening. All right, choice. <laughs> if you're it's out there, it's happening. It's happening. And it's on video again. What well, would be on video anyways? But it's got music to it. Very true. true. Kind of the whole point. You're like, uh, no. No, 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 redo. Choice, you got bucked off too fast. We needed you on for like two and a half seconds. Come on. <laughs> we got to line this up with the verse, pal. 
It's the bottom line, 100.7 The Score. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.